Is there anywhere you can bring the boom here? Um, can you deliver a boom to us? 72 of them? I'm the information. You are listening to the 72 Booms Podcast. I mean, do you have an example of the type of sound you're, you're wanting? Boom. <laughs> Hang on one second. Pretty soon I believe that they have to rely on music to a, like it's some kind of peace of mind or some satisfaction. Uh, I need a boom. Before the session's over it, I don't think these fellas are going to leave without that boom. Hello and welcome to 72 Booms number four. Joined by a very special guest today, Panzer Rink. Hello. We're going to kick things off with something from Bobby Tank from the Afterburn EP out last week. Big, big show coming up.
bonus track from uh, Bobby Banks. Like I said, that EP is going to be, well, it's already out. It came out on Thursday, I do believe. And that's going to be a huge anthem this summer. And I think he's going to have a huge year. Welcome back to the 72 Vims podcast, introducing the man himself, the one I've always talked about, co-founder, main contributor of the show, Panzer Inc. So we're going to play some big noises. Absolutely huge show for you today. Uh, like I said, we're going to do an influences set where me and Danny are going to be going back to back, a bit of a sound clash. Uh, we're going to go through a couple of different genres that we feel have influenced our music tastes. Uh, so we're going to do some hip-hop. Uh, we're going to go through some soul and funk. A bit of dance music. Dance music as well. We've got two tracks. We're allowed two tracks on that one. Are you scared, mate? Oh, I'm quaking. Quaking. <laughs> Uh, we've also got loads of new music to play. The track in the background at the moment is called uh, Vessels. I have no idea who it's by. Really? <laughs> I actually don't. I downloaded it a few weeks back from Bandcamp. I will find out though, and you will be able to get that information from our SoundCloud page later on this week. Uh, all track listings actually are on our SoundCloud page if you want that information that is where to find it you can also find us on Facebook Twitter Mixcloud uh, anyone who wants to get in contact as well 72booms at gmail.com is where to do it uh, we've got shout outs to come later on uh, we've got something from Robert Glasper got something from 2 Inch Punch some Sepulchre, which I said I was going to play last time, but I didn't get round to. Uh, something new from Hudson Mohawk and Lunis. And an absolutely huge collaboration. Uh, we've got something from ASAP Rocky as well to get through. All to come on 72 Booms, number four.
brand new setup as well. Attic studio in North London. Paddy just told me to turn the mic up. Paddy's got a brand new mic and I'm on his rubbish old one. <laughs> you still sound amazing, mate. You still sound amazing. Oh, thank you. This one's new from Sepal Cure. Sent to me by Danny, actually. It's called Breezy. <laughs> Really great album from Seven Pure. AKA uh, Machine Drum. Really? Yeah. I 
had no idea. Same guy. That's really cool. We've had a little uh, contact through SoundCloud. A guy called uh, Sam Baker sent this in. Any producers out there actually who has stuff that you want to get out there, please do send it to us through 72booms at gmail. Or actually just send us a message through the SoundCloud page. Leave a comment, whatever. So a short introduction to Panzer Inc. AKA Danny Boyle, AKA the animator. Hey, <laughs> hey. Man responsible for the new logo as well. If you've seen that on the Facebook page, let us know what you think. I think it's pretty cool. Tighten it up a little bit. It's looking fresh. How do we know each other, Danny? Mm. A long low affair. We um we met about what six years ago, maybe long seven years ago. Yeah, I think it's coming up to seven now. And uh, yeah, university in South uh, Southwest London. Addy used to run the bar there, and uh, bribed me to be his mate with free drinks. <laughs> I think I was a drum and bass DJ at the time there, strictly played jump up DMB. And uh, Danny was playing uh, mostly hip-hop at the time because he was a bit of a turntablist, a scratch artist. In fact, he wanted to play a scratch record for one of his... Uh... I'm not going to do it, don't worry. <laughs> I was going to pick a 10-minute Cuba scratch record, make your ears bleed. I'm not going to do it. But I will say, go and watch Wave Twisters. It's a Razda animation about an intergalactic dentist and the whole soundtrack is the invisible scratch pickles DJ Cubits little DJ group and I was obsessed with him in my teens and uh, yeah that's, Check. Yeah, that's, that's a bit more uh, of a visual thing right yeah no uh, I wasn't going to play a scratchy thing on a, a radio podcast <laughs> uh, so yeah the sound clash later on is to come we're basically going to uh, give a little introduction to each of our tunes tell you guys what it means to us and how it has influenced our music taste as adults uh, but we've got loads and loads to play just before that next one is from uh, King Something Danny sent me last week. When when did this one come out? I think it was early last year. Yeah. It's a real beautiful track. It's called Hey. On the story EP. Hey.
beautiful track, beautiful track. Sorry, into the next one. Paddy's been eating. <laughs> Have. This is another one from the Black Radio album. One of the best albums we've been of killing the year this, so we've, far. We've been absolutely killing some of Yeah. I don't I don't think I don't know, there hasn't been another standout kind of whole entity like this one so far. I have to say this is my standout of the album. This is a collab with Lupe Fiasco yes, and Bilal. It's called Always Shine. You need to go get this album. Describe this. 
insightful remarks such as the best thing I've ever heard was silence. Something more technically impressive and a full Spanish romantic with hues of a Marxist dialectic. Pleasing to the critics but pointless to the common passerby. Might as well not even exist, not even a bit. In the event of my demise, give everything I prize to the poor and to the oppressors, I leave a war. And so on and so forth.
producing a couple of tracks on her album. Just going to go through a couple of shout outs. People that shared the show last time round. Thanks to Anna Kamir, Ruby Tuesday, Liam Sharp, who always supports every single show. Thanks to Danny Moss, Nick Bauer, fellow Northerner. Yeah, helped to move down this weekend. Two sofas, sideboard, 42-inch TV, double bed, <laughs> three flights of stairs. <laughs> Cheers, Nick. <laughs> Thanks to James Colgate as well. Tom Smith, aka Menick, check him out on SoundCloud. Uh, he's got a couple of tracks that have been championed by Mixmag. He just did an interview with them. 
did a Submotion Orchestra remix, which is very, very good. Definitely recommend that one. Thanks, of course, again to the executive producers, Miss Kanika Raku and Paddy Leonard. Goravaku again, always supporting. And last but definitely not least, it's Mr. Tom Rigglesworth, who will be joining us at some point. So he can score me on some jazz. So thanks to all those people and anyone who does share the show. We really, really do appreciate it. It's the way we get heard. Share us on Facebook, on Twitter, SoundCloud, MixCloud. And get your shout-outs as well, us. And we will play it next time round. We're going to pick things up a little bit now with a track that both me and Danny have been feeling last week especially. It's got massive airplay on uh, SoundCloud. It's doing around on all the blogs. What's this one, Danny? It's uh, it's Bauer, Harlem Shake, and it is enormous.
absolutely huge tracks. This one is from the group called Tonight. Two of the biggest bootmakers in the world right now. Hudson Mohawk and Lunas. I don't know if you remember, Danny, the first time we heard that track. I do, yeah, I do, definitely. It was, I think I talked about it on the first podcast, it was at Coco at the Worldwide Awards, and uh, Zane Lowe had just finished playing, we just heard a couple of bands as well before that, and everyone was kind of standing around, mulling about. Zane Lowe played an all-over-the-place set. It wasn't great. <laughs> it wasn't great from Zane. He was just trying too hard basically and uh Hudson Mohawk came on and he just looked like this really shy slightly overweight geek <laughs> and uh this was the second track he played and it was absolutely huge me and Danny made some weird faces at it and I think we're gonna go uh see them perform at is it uh Village Underground in Shoreditch on June the 21st, that's going to be. That's an unmissable one. I think it's June the 21st, I don't know if, if I'm getting that right. That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, it is. And uh, their album as well, it's a huge collab. That's going to be out on Warp Records on the 23rd of July. Absolutely huge beats. Gonna play one more had no track. Sound clash coming soon.
got dough. Extraordinary swag in the mouth full of gold. Hoes at my shows, they be stripping off the clothes. Yeah, college girls write a nigga name on their toes. Right. Niggas talk shit till they get locked jaw. Chrome to your dome till you get locked jaw. Party like a cowboy or a rock star. Everybody play the tough down to shit pop off. Let's take it to the bases. You and them, Mr. Greatness. My Martin was amazing. Rock Margellas with no laces. Chris now go by the cases. Wait, hold up, that was racist. I would prefer the aces. Ain't no different when you taste it. No 40 ounces chase it. That's just an understatement. I'm early to the party, but my Rari is the latest. Somehow it seems girls in their late teens remind me of favorite jeans. Cause they naked cause like, you famous. Like, like some motherfucker ain't it. These other rappers ain't it. So tell me what your name is. I'ma tell it to my stainless. You aim it for you bang it. But that bang it leave you brainless. It's just me, myself, and I and motherfuckers that I came with. It's lamest. Niggas wanna hate on me. Until I tell them to they face they ain't no cheek. Low key. Niggas mad cause I'm smooth puffin' zigzag. Tell them quit the riff rap bitchin' with your bitch. Hey. It must be. Cause a nigga got with the soundcloud straight after this you are listening to the 72 booms podcast a sound clash is a musical competition where crew members from opposing sound systems pit their skills against each other 
Sound clashes take place in a variety of venues, both indoors and outdoors. The first reported clash was between Tom the Great Sebastian and Count Nick in 1952. The object is to beat or kill their competitors. No, that noise is right. Is it Clash O'Clock? It's the sound clash. It's the sound clash. We've literally been thinking about this all day long. We stayed up till five o'clock in the morning last night. You're going to be so let down. <laughs> it's been a massive anticlimax. <laughs> no, it's not, mate. No, it's not. I'm confident. <laughs> and, um, yeah, basically talking about why we love these songs and... When, when, when we first heard them how it affected us and how it has shaped our music taste uh, we're going to do the soul, funk, Motown etc uh, category first and I'm going first I have chosen mate what have you got? this is something basically let me explain my mum had millions and millions of soul records and funk and disco at home uh, in our East London council flat and I used to spend Saturday mornings literally going through all these records because I used to wake up really early like all kids did and uh, just basically separating because she had so many obviously not all of them were good but I would separate uh, the nice ones what, with, what's the nice one? With the crappy ones. Is, are you going on covers here? Because that's what I used to do when I was a kid. <laughs> Which one had the prettiest cover? <laughs> that, that was how it started. But the thing was, we had a uh, Technics deck. And it was like kind of like a home system deck. It didn't even have a CD player in it uh, or anything like that. It was just like a, a Technics uh, uh, turntable on the top uh, with a really crappy needle that used to get really dusty all the time. And... Uh, and a cassette player as well no cds and uh this is one of my earliest memories um it is a commodore's track and i remember the vinyl sleeve was this really crappy <laughs> commodore's logo i love that logo it's all metallic <laughs> yeah silver shiny on a really rubbish background as well it was like a, a sky with a couple of clouds on it um, and I was like, I, she had loads of Commodore's albums and LPs actually, and uh, usually they just used to have Lionel Richie on the front of them with, with his, with his massive moustache and and perm. But this is from the Commodore's LP, uh, self-entitled, I think it was, and it's from 1997. Uh, my selection in the soul funk genre is Brickhouse. She's 90, 90, just letting it all hang out. She's a friend. 
Wow. Yeah. You just play the Commodores, mate. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was brimming with funk. And can I just correct myself, actually? It was 1977, as Danny pointed out. <laughs> <laughs> Not 1997. Get to that later. So what you got for me? Okay. Well, that was a beautifully funky choice. And uh, if we were going to go for funk, then... I would have gone for a Simon track most most likely. I oh. almost went for that. Well, we was you know whatever. <laughs> I, I think we were scrapping over that one. Yeah. Um, in the end, I went with my heart, and my heart, um, it, it you know, it, it, in my heart resides the blues. Um, so I'm going with a, a still still got some funk, but it's it's blues and it's Muddy Waters, um, Tom Cat, and it's the um, 2002 David Holmes remix. And I'm going to play the remix because it's how I discovered the track. And it's just a little bit larger. It's a bit tighter. Um, like I say, I'm a huge blues fan. It's a genuinely honest form of music. And it's literally ground zero for, for anything worth listening to, really. Um, take it away. This is Tomcat. Yeah. 
Okay. Okay. That was big. Come on, man. <laughs> Round one to me. <laughs> <laughs> that was big. That was big. Yeah, and like I say, that's the David Holmes remix. If you want to go search out the original 68 version, go do it. Muddy Waters. Just, just a legend. Right. Next up. Next up. I think we should go with... Uh, let's do it kind of like periodically. So hip-hop next. Because I think that was the next thing. I kind of got into. Okay. Uh, do you want to go first this time, actually? Yeah, man. Okay. So, like Hadi said earlier on, we had a few drinks last night. <laughs> and we stayed up to the wee hours chatting away. And we we were talking about hip-hop pretty much all of all, all the night, <laughs> all night long. Um, and we talked about a Jerry Maguire track. A Jerry Maguire track is something that has you at hello. And this next track had me at hello. I'll never forget the moment when DJ Premier dropped this in a gig in Leeds that me and my boy Mike went to when we were kids. It's a, it's just pure hip-hop joy. It's Naz's NY State of Mind from the Illmatic album 94. Uh, 94 and it's produced by DJ Premier and it's enormous. Drinking Moet's holding text, making 
making sure the cash came correct. Then I stepped investments and stock. Sewing up the box to sell rocks. Winning gunfights with mega cops, but just a nigga. Walking with his finger on the trigger. Make enough figures until my pockets get bigger. I ain't the type of brother made for you to start testing. Give me a Smith and Wesson, I have niggas undressing. Thinking of cash flow, Buddha and shelter. Whenever frustrated, I'm a hijack delta. And the PJs, my blend tape plays, bullets are strays. Young bitches is crazy, each block is like a maze full of black rats trapped. Plus the album is packed. From what I hear in all the stories, when my peoples come back black, I'm living where the nights is jet black. The fiends fight to get cracked, I just max. I dream I can sit back and lamp like Capone with drug strips on. All the legal luxury life rings flooded with stones. Homes, I got so many rhymes, I don't think I'm. Nas has done anything no. as good since that one. I kind of knew this was going to be your because <laughs> you talked about it for years in that moment with DJ Premier. I had the same kind of moment, <laughs> but it was uh, kind of different for me because I basically grew up in East London and uh, my cousin Emmanuel, who is so much cooler than me, even though we're the same age, at the same time, grew up in West London, and he had all the music before I had it. And uh, I was kind of into hip hop, uh, but my idea of hip hop was kind of like Will Smith. <laughs> what <are> you saying? <laughs> and it and it was you know it was quite cheesy at the time, and I was just kind of into a tape that I'd borrowed from the library that was a. Uh, pretty shit to be honest but <laughs> but I knew hip-hop was cool but then uh, my cousin phoned me up uh, the week before half term and said to me I've got this new tape it was 1996 I believe so we would have been about eight nine years old and he was like you gotta hear this uh, and I'd never heard hip-hop like this before it was like all-encompassing it had the skits and the albums it had the storytelling uh, it had the female rapper, which I'd never really heard before as well. It had sampling in it. It had real wicked beats and it was saying something important. The delivery was wicked. The flow was amazing and it was catchy. Um, that album was the score by the Fugees. Definitely one of the greatest albums of all time. And uh, this track is the score. You rockin' loud, but you ain't saying nothing. It's time I settle the score. I, I play my enemies like a game of chess. Playing Mr. Big, I'm gonna get you sucker. <laughs> Soldiers. It's time I settle the score. 
Let's time I settle the score. Let's the rock, rock. Run to the rip, rip, single. But the times I come and triple. With the heat into your head, now you dead. Why left don't give a ooh if you're dead. Let me attack just like a black hat. You in the wrong neighborhood, check your map. You gotta go for backup to do what you gotta do. So you'll be back with Frank C. You trader in your fool's my fool. He put poison in my tea and killed the toe, but I'll be back with centipede. I'm on some new technique, drunk in bamboo. I'm taking all clues. What? Competition stimulation for the rap man. Losers, check your tutors as I'm sucking all your girl hooters. Don't play macho cause you got the gun so. Cause if you got a reload. So got some Simon in there. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, that was pretty good. <laughs> next up, next up. Dance. Dance music. And this involves basically electronic music. Uh, so we're talking house, drum and bass, electro, whatever. Whatever it is. Should I go first this time? Yeah, and we got two tracks each in this because we couldn't decide. Yeah, because it's just... And it's quite a broad genre. Yeah. Uh, right. My first track 
I did mention earlier on, um, I used to be a drum and bass DJ and uh, it was all I listened to for a period of my life. Um, my first year of university especially, uh, ever since my uh, roommate Alex Richardson introduced me to a Dillinger track that was... Uh, Go Dillinger. It was actually a Dizzy Rascal remix um, and it was absolutely huge and I hated drum and bass before university and uh, I grew to love it because of the nights that we went out to in the first year of university, mainly Fabric actually. And we used to go see Andy C, who at the time was the best drum and bass DJ. And uh, this represents kind of that time, sort of two, two, three years of my life where the main music I listened to was drum and bass. And I remember being in Fabric once on a True Players night in room two and uh, literally every single big drum and bass DJ was there. So you had Fabio, Groove Rider, DJ Hype, uh, Dillinger was there as well, Goldie was there, and all sort of the most respected DJs in, in drum and bass. And uh, I remember looking up at the DJ booth while Andy C was playing, and all of the DJs were in that booth dancing along to the music. Andy C was obviously going mad as he always does. And in the middle of his set, and he was playing current stuff at the time, and it must have been, what, 2004, he managed to drop in uh, a track that is kind of timeless in drum and bass. Uh, it's by LTJ Bookham. It's called Atlantis. And I knew how massive it was when every single in that DJ booth went absolutely mental.
yeah, that's like a 10 minute track, I'm not going to play it. <laughs> but it was a uh, real kind of reach for the lasers moment. I think it was the first time I'd heard it in a club. And it stayed with me ever since. Uh, so much so that I pay 40 quid <laughs> to get it on vinyl on eBay. 40 quid? 40 quid. Okay. <laughs> When's that from? When was that released? Do you know? Uh, no idea. Sounds quite early. Yeah, it is massively early. The drum bass does not sound like that for a very long time. Okay. Well. What you got? What you got? This is uh, one of the more evocative tracks that I've got of a, of, a, of a period of time and me being actually quite quite young. This is the first dance record I got along with my first hi-fi when I was a kid. I used to dance like a, a little maniac around my bedroom to this one. It's The Prodigy and it's Fire from The Prodigy Experience, released in 1992. Liam Howlett, the brains behind the operation. He's kind of underrated as a producer. He, he's, he's a bit of a legend in my eyes, I think, which maybe isn't the coolest thing to say. But Liam Howlett took influences from the 90s rave culture and he was a b-boy as well before it all kicked in in the 80s and he combined it with his love of hip-hop and crafted essentially a really unique British dance sound and I think you'll all agree man this is just epitomizes an era
Yeah. <laughs> so much fun, so much fun. I'm actually uh, sweating. <laughs> I have to admit, we all had little dance now, didn't we? Um, right. What next? What are we going to do? We've got our second dance track. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I have chosen, I've mentioned before of how much of an influence uh, Garage had on me and I've actually played a couple of Garage tracks in the last podcast. Um, this was 1997 and I just got to secondary school and I was sort of massively into hip hop and R&B uh, before I got into secondary school. And when I got there, it was in East London obviously, and everyone uh, that was cool listened to Garage. And I had no idea what it was at the time. And everyone listened to Pirate Radio. And my friend James Burns, uh, I remember this distinctly, Year 7 was singing this track over and over in every single lesson <laughs> we were in. And I remember just going like what what is that wait why do you keep saying it and he was you know as you do when you're in secondary school what you haven't heard it we you know like trying to you're trying, not cool Hans. trying to tell me i wasn't cool and um of course i wanted to be cool so <laughs> i went home and tried to find this track and i thought it was gonna be really difficult because i didn't know the name of it i was too kind of i didn't want to sound too uncool so i didn't want to ask <laughs> what it was <laughs> as well and uh, I thought, oh, this is going to be really difficult to to find. And literally that very night, I switched on Pirate Radio Station uh, and it was called Deja Vu. I can't remember what channel it was on. And because that track was so huge at the time and it was all anyone was listening to in East London, um, it literally got played about four times that, <laughs> <laughs> that night. And I remember taping it taping the whole show uh you had mcpsg uh and creed as well on that show and i wish i still had that tape but this is i refuse by so more and it's the first garage track i ever heard and it's one of the best <laughs> Why are you with this time? 
my selection in the dance that's genre. big I mean it's interesting because as a northerner we didn't really get the the garage thing like you guys did down, down London so it's fitting that the next track I play is almost the other end of the story from what you've just played and it's how I got into garage it's it, well, it doesn't really take much of an introduction because as soon as you hear it you'll know who it is and you will agree that this has influenced a lot of uh, modern music especially London based music but it, I mean his his influence is stretched globally now this is um, 2009 track released on Hyperdub a modern influence but a powerful one nonetheless this is his track and it's him at his purest and in my opinion his best. Thank you. 
That was, of course, Burial with Foster Care. You can find that on the double CD release to celebrate five years of Hyperdub. Just exquisite, real simple, but exquisite. And it's weird how, like, you can hear influences in that as well. Like, we were just discussing it. I think that's a Brandy sample. I know, but he makes it sound just, just reinvents it. I think he was the first person to do that kind of thing. And um, you can hear, like, sort of Aphex Twin in there as well. And, like, what gets me about Burial is his ability to just make that, that beat that you've never heard before, but it's just solid. And as well, dubstep as well the early dubstep you can hear that's that's what it should sound like yeah exactly <laughs> not Skrillex <laughs> okay the last genre is the wild card <laughs> so this is literally anything uh, that kind of had an influence on us and uh thing is mate I know what you're going to play <laughs> and it's hilarious <laughs> because I know what I'm going to play after it <laughs> the thing is right uh, I think R&B was given a bad name for a long time um, and it's due to the stuff that's coming out now which is kind of like we were saying earlier on uh, Kelechi, who actually listens to the podcast as well, uh, was saying about how R&B music nowadays is kind of like your David Guetta and Pitbull and and uh, Swedish House Mafia and that kind of thing. And it's all about partying and having a good time and drinking and whatever. And uh, Kel's words were, man, I miss R- old school R&B where people just wanted to fuck (laughs) 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 and they weren't afraid to tell everyone as well (laughs) and so uh, yeah and I kind of get that as well play the track (laughs) play the track (laughs) I love old school R&B what can I say and uh, this is one of the best examples of it
<laughs> I still think that's a <laughs> massive club track. In fact, I heard Pearson Sound uh, play it, I think about a year ago in XOYO, in the middle of his set. And uh, it went down well. Yeah, basically. To say the least. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is well, wild card. Wild card selection. Well, seeing as we are now coming to the end, <laughs> I'm going to play a track that's going to clear the floor. <laughs> Please move towards the exits as, qu- as quickly and calmly as possible. No, it's a great track, but um, it's just kind of hilarious playing being, being played after genuine. Um, I wanted to play um, something that wasn't hip hop, it wasn't you know R and B, wasn't electronic music. I wanted to play something that had you know proper singing on it, uh, proper guitars, <laughs> some 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 sort of rock thing. And I could have played some Bowie. I could have played some Sabbath. I really wanted to play some Sabbath. We talked about that. Uh, but you know, this is influences, so I'm going to play with something that had a massive influence on me. Um, and I think on a lot of people as well. It's actually. just, it's one of the best albums there's ever been made. It gets a lot of bad press because people go, like you said, like <laughs> we're even doing it. Yeah, we're exactly. kind of preparing people for it. Because they go, we're going, oh, this is really depressing or whatever. But I don't, I don't see it like that. And plus, they headline Glastonbury once. And to headline Glastonbury, you can't... Can't be too shoegazery, can you? No, and it shows as well how popular they were this uh this album is fantastically well produced to, to to put it lightly it's for me it's a pinnacle of production and it's bizarre production process i'd, I'd advise you to sort of check it check into how they how they made it It was very sort of flexible they made it in various places they recorded it in ballrooms and all, all kinds of things but it's just beautiful it's it's gloriously somber almost to the point of being weirdly uplifting. Personally, I find it anyway. I could have picked any track, but this is the one that encompasses all the things I like about the album. It's No Surprises by Radiohead.
So that was the sound clash. <laughs> oh, that was quite a nice ending, actually. <laughs> I thought that was a good choice, actually. Good choices. The wild card, especially. It's tricky, isn't it? I mean, we could have played a million warm things, but no, that's we, what we went with. We've been talking about it literally for the whole week and then all of last night, all today as well. And uh, going back and forth. Uh, but yeah, those are the things we came up with. And I hope that gives you a sort of better picture of why we play the tunes we play on this podcast and how we got from there to the tunes we play now. Uh, We've got a couple of new joints to play. And then... We've got the traditional 72 booms mix. Straight after this. You are listening to the 72 booms podcast. Yeah, we got a kick drum sound, but it's a boom. Thank you. 
show now uh, we've got a couple of more bits uh, this one is from Jeremiah J it's called Money and Food it's a remix everybody wanna dance just go crazy you living for the moment and this moment's so amazing nothing in her eyes but the thrill and she chasing the mice and the sounds trying to take you on a ride so don't stop now baby don't get it on don't stop now baby don't get it on she don't want the slice, she want the whole cake. 
street. Young shorty eyes, see that life ain't sweet. So we have the sweets like you turn 16. And no tag, I'm just sticking with the laser. Birthday cake, weigh a kilo in this major. Yeah, that money in the air might come down soon. Now I'm gonna put that fool out on finish up uh, the show with something from uh, Shlomo, this is called Broken Glass it's a uh, it's from the Broken Glass EP uh, a Thomas Barford, is that how you pronounce it? Thomas Barford, yeah um, aka Tomboy uh, Remix it's on Friend of Friends released earlier this year uh, that was an interesting show, right? It's pretty goddamn good. <laughs> I quite enjoyed it, actually. Um, let us know your thoughts on the SoundCloud, who your picks would have been, uh, who you think won each round. Yeah, on Facebook, tell us who you think won. And also, you know, if you want to put your f- put whack five inferences down, might get a play next week. I think that's a good idea, actually. Uh, we'll uh, post a couple of statuses up this week, and uh, underneath them, just comment your influences from those genres as well. It'll be interesting to see uh, what you guys sort of what has influenced you guys uh, to listen to the music you do now. Uh, thanks again for listening. Please share the show on Facebook, on Twitter, on SoundCloud, on Mixcloud. Uh, any way you which way you can uh, this has been 72 boons number 4 native and panzer inc thanks for joining me been a pleasure man and we'll see you next time